0: Welcome to Second Act Podcast. As I always say, it is a continuation, yet an evolution, the act of finding meaning, fulfillment, and a deep sense of purpose. In the beginning, I thought this medium would be a place to learn from experiences of others. During what this platform has given us and so many recordings that we have done, the name itself has become synonymous to so many different ideas. For some, it spells hope, for the other's inspiration and for me today it purely spells power it is a place where people come to narrate their experiences a place of learning and viewing the world from someone else's perspective a place to share learn confess express and take away we at second act truly believe that learnings happen through conversations Everyone, I'm so happy that today I have a very young entrepreneur. In fact, I should say engineer turned entrepreneur. Um, Tejaswini P. We'll talk about um, the surname. Uh, Tejaswini, welcome. Uh, as you describe yourself, you're a very social person, which I can guess feel your energy. You love meeting new people, hearing their stories, and for you, age is no bar. So, I'm happy that for an older you, older me on this side, you'll be talking to me and hearing my story as well, as we talk along. And um, it just really values people relationships a lot, and uh, uh, you know, can do anything to spend time. Uh, She's extremely sensitive, quick to act on emotions, um, but she says that it's now changing slowly ever since she got into opening Furbashi. So welcome. And I'm very curious to know about this change is it good, bad, ugly? Let's talk about that. So, welcome
1: to Second Act Podcast. Thank you, Ashna. Firstly, thank you so much for having me. And um, you know, I I do I did listen to a few of your podcasts, and I have to say that you're doing an incredible job and inspiring so many people out there to to take that leap, follow your inner voice, and and work towards your second act. So, oh, so lovely. yeah. <laughs> that's and,
0: interesting yeah so to come to the first thing what you said that you know you're being sensitive you're being super emotional everything is changing ever since you stepped into the entrepreneurship world is it to do with that or something else
1: um I think it it definitely has a lot to do with um you know building furbishy because what what I say what I do how I show up that doesn't just impact my life. Um, it it impacts um, beyond just me. Um, you know, especially when you're building teams, uh, you have you have this responsibility. Um, people joining joining Furbishy um, with the hope that uh, it's going to you know the experience here is going to shape their careers. Um, so so when you when you have that kind of responsibility where when you want to, um, when you have this responsibility of, you know, taking the company where you aspire it to be, um, you have to be a lot more composed Um think twice um, and and make the right call. So I think uh, I'm still working on my composure, trying to be as calm as I can. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's slowly changing. I'm not there yet, but I will be soon. <laughs> so is there anything that's
0: helping you to do so?
1: Um, I'm not, I mean, you know, um, how people kind of take on these new habits. Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying meditation, uh, waking up earlier um, than usual. I'm not a morning person. I, my mind races at night. um, So, but now I feel like before I step into work, I'd like like to have a little bit of my me time and just that, just that morning calm kind of, you know, put things into perspective and just helps me see uh, the day very differently compared to how I was seeing it the previous night. So, um, so yeah, I think just, just these few habits and um, tweaks to my lifestyle here and there is helping me. Um, but yeah, baby steps.
0: So, but what about, do you believe in being vulnerable um, and being your authentic self? Or do you think that... You need to wear a mask and be your bold self and also of course composing yourself at the same time but again this is portraying to be somebody else at that moment when you are not feeling that uh, you know so do you believe in being vulnerable and showing up or do you feel no Uh, that is for my personal side and that probably at home and at work i'm supposed to be in a different manner
1: um i think there's a very fine line um you need to find that balance. It's very important, especially your when you're interacting with people uh, of different tempers, uh, different patient levels, um, you know. And and you, uh, although you started, I mean, although it's my company and and I started it, I'm not a know-it-all. I'm I'm learning new things every day, and I'm learning that by interacting with people every day, you know, be it. Um, be it as as basic as how to communicate with each other, to to kind of you know um, maintain a certain a certain culture, um, also you know how to how to treat juniors, how to treat seniors, how to kind of make them feel like they're all equals, um, and they they all. Have the freedom, the right to put their ideas, put their views forward. It could be an intern. It could be the creative director. Uh, so when you're when you're dealing with you know um, people um, with different seniority levels, like I said, it's 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 more than just me. Um, I don't know with what mood uh, they they are entering the office. Um, I don't know how their their day has started. Um, so I think you have to bring that composure but uh, also again right like you don't have to wear a mask your my the you know you 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 give your true self and um that's when your work also um shows that kind of quality when you try to be somebody else that also reflects in your work and um, i don't know if i'm answering your question but uh, i just feel like if, yeah i i just think that you have to be true to your uh, your true to what you're bringing to the table in terms of emotions in terms of um, knowledge and value but there can be moment of slip and that's okay but you cannot throw a tantrum as and when you like Uh, you have to control your temper because you're 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 handling 10 different people and what you show is what consciously or subconsciously they would also pick up like the team down the line and you don't want that kind of chaos happening in in the company yeah. So, so yeah, it's
0: the same at home, right? Because, um it's how you feel. you don't have to say everything, but how that energy just impacts everybody else also around us. Um, yep. they say that, like gratitude has no yeah. yeah. language., uh, you know, similarly, I think our emotions also don't have a particular language, but there is a lot of um, what did I say, the feel factor around it, And yeah, yeah. Feel, you know
1: how what's going on. So yeah, absolutely, and it also kind of you know brings the morale of the team for sure. Um, I mean, it's not easy to show up every day feeling two hundred percent, but but that is something um, you know I knew um, what I I knew what I was signing up for, and uh, there was there was a brief. You know, period, um soon after I started the company when when you know something that was happening in my personal life, and my energy levels were low. And I did see that impacting um, the team's energy. You know, everything just kind of dulled down. Um, they were they were actually just resonating my mood. and and then I realized that, you know what? what what happens at home stays at home and and this is something that i took on and i have to do justice so um you just got to i think like you said maybe sometimes just wear that happy mask and walk into yes. walk into uh, the office but yeah it's not easy but you have to do it you have to do what it takes for yeah. for yeah. the brand
0: so you know there's no right or wrong answer it's um it's what really helps you um you know to establish whatever you need to do at work and at your personal front and we all have our different tools and techniques that work for us so i was yeah. just asking you what what's working for you uh when i was reading about you i saw that of course uh, you know you're doing this very beautiful concept of curating um emotions through furnishing um you know beautifying mm-hmm small to big spaces, but putting a lot of thought behind it. It's not like literally just like, uh, you know, making a sofa or like, you know, putting drapes around it, but it's it's the whole curation piece that you do as well for people, especially who have paucity of time. And, you know, with the young couples and, you know, people who are always in a rush uh, would really appreciate it. But how did you think about it? I mean, you know, we go to furnishing shops and we go to these, yeah, uh, you know the the boutique kind of setups or interior designers they do spaces for you, of course. But your work seems to be a little bit on on you know a different note of putting um, the ease, I would say, to doing up. So how did you think of it?
1: So um honestly, it just came from um a very simple thought that every space has a story and um you know it's and uh, your space is a true reflection of you um i moved out at at the age of 17 and i've been on the move ever since um you know in search of career opportunities college um lived in multiple cities multiple countries i always longed to come back um to to a beautiful space that i could call home you know and most of my life was was living out of a suitcase uh, in in a hotel room. so um you know when for someone who constantly uh, who's constantly relocating and uh, moving around, I was looking for economical and easy ways to to do up my space, to make it feel warm, to make it feel cozy. Um, like even even when um I was traveling um and I was in New York last year and I was uh, I I was supposed to be there only for three weeks but I ended up staying there for five months Um, that was during the the delta phase in India and there was a travel ban so after a point you know that was when I really felt like I was far far away from home and I started doing up my my hotel room and you know how small um, New York hotel rooms are it's it's literally like a a matchbox. So I I would just go to target or um, you know like a CVS and just find like these whatever whatever was available um, uh, at the counters I would just get them and try to just you know add a few things to my study desk or like a candle to my bathroom um, just like a bedside um, candle or whatever right. So And then I started to feel that a lot of people like me relocate in search of opportunities. Um, And, you know, to curate an aesthetic, it requires a fair amount of dedication, um, time, resources. And also you need to kind of have that knack for design. Like I was struggling, um, you know, when when I was in my college uh, days, during my college days and when um, I just started work. Like soon after college. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where the thought came from we I wanted to um, make interior um decor accessible and easy and budget friendly for people to for anybody, right not just a homeowner it could be even people living in rented spaces um to do up their homes. And today we have um, you know eighty percent of our clients are um, living in um, rented apartments and when we suggest some solutions um you know a certain kind of paneling work or a certain kind of a makeover for the living room, uh, the immediate uh, responses, but you know this is this is not our own home and what if what if we were to move to a different house So we give them solutions that they can pick up and take to wherever they go and they're like, okay, we didn't know that and and you know, There's just so much excitement uh, because I think till now, there was not too much attention paid to them. Um, You know, people who were doing interiors or people who were selling decor, they were just, I don't know, there's just the sudden excitement I'm starting to face and get from my clients. They're like, oh my God, we didn't know we could do this. I could have done this 10 years ago. Uh, But I'm happy that, you know, I'm starting at least now. So I think that's, those are the small things. that that really kind of put the whole concept together. And we started Furbishi as a marketplace offering curated combos. We got into home makeovers much later. So when we got into curated combos, again, it was a very, uh, you know, you can just plug and play. Uh, and we created combos for every room. We created combos for every style. So um, if you're looking for a modern Indian living room, we have 10 combos and it's a combo of three. It's a combo of two. So if you're seeing uh-huh. a combo of like, uh, you know, for like 3,000, 4,000 rupees, but you're getting three different products from three different brands, it's like you physically visiting multiple stores to put all these three together. So we are doing that for you. And we went one step ahead by uh, taking the help of interior designers across India to keep to- curate these combos so we are indirectly giving you that you know styling service through these combos and we have shot them in a way so if you see our, our product shoots um, it's not a simple white background it's it's um, styled in a certain way in a real home and we did a lifestyle shoot so people know that when they buy you know product abc this awesome. is how they can style it in this color palette. And this is how their living room can, can look. And then we started getting inquiries, you know, saying that, hey, I I love this living room combo. Mm-hmm. Can you please see my living room and personalize a combo or curate products for me? And, you know, one, one became two, two became three and we're like, okay, there's a gap in the market let's pivot a little and um, get into the whole uh, idea of home makeovers and and that's how we are here today
0: beautiful so you operate out of Chennai or do you
1: bangalore okay bangalore bangalore
0: yeah so now you stay in bangalore because you were born in Chennai i know and then you move to bangalore now all I
1: moved to i moved to bangalore seven years ago um been in and out of Bangalore for a while now Um, but I've been here now constantly for three years (laughs) and we've set our operations here and uh, I think Publishy HQ is is always going to be in Bangalore.
0: That's lovely so I also uh, you know when I was going through your bio I think you've had a what should I say a difficult childhood or a childhood which also taught you a few lessons along the way um, so are any of those coming handy now when you're working? When you look back, or the the way that you've shaped your
1: life? Um, firstly, I don't think I had a very difficult childhood. I think my mother had a very difficult time raising me. So um <laughs> I take <think that> my question. <laughs> okay. Uh but um I think I had a I had a reality check about life at a very young age, watching my mother as a single parent power through life, raising two daughters, and um, you know, um, and daughters like us. I think my my sister was still okay compared to me. Um, I definitely gave her a hard time, but you know, I uh, just. She got married at a very young age. She um, she had me when when she was 20, 21. So um, just kind of, I think a lot of qualities are about just how to be strong, how to be independent, how to be resilient. Um, but at the same time, you know, be a giver. Do not expect. Be compassionate. Um, be mindful of other people's emotions. This was something that you know. So be how to be strong and everything is just something that we watched and learned. Uh, but but all the other qualities, they're just something that you know. Whether I'm thirty one or whether I was ten, um, it's just something that she constantly repeated, and mm-hmm. and today um, I am where I am because of those experiences. Um, you know, like I said, I I see. All of them as a blessing in disguise. Um, um, it's I think just watching a single parent bring up uh, two daughters and and just have uh, face a very tough society and um, you know uh, she it was a love marriage for her so it wasn't very easy um, when when she decided to you know part ways. So I think seeing all of that kind of laid a. a laid like the base for us, for me and my sister at a very young age. Um, I think we just became very dependent. We knew we had a mind of our own um, at a very young age. I was a rebel. Like my mom would get <laughs> calls about me getting suspended every week. I think my <laughs> 11th and 12th. Um, yeah. Over the, she st- over the years, she still remembers. Um I like that. I mean she even passed a comment the other day that I don't even I don't think even the boys would have gotten this many calls as much as um you know I have gotten so so yeah I think um that's that's where I I get my strength and that's that's what has laid the foundation in a lot of ways so I
0: remember getting too many calls when my son was getting suspended in 11th and 12th and uh I used to ask him see the thing is that you're bunking school you're going and sitting right where you know just in front of the school gate where the garden is why don't why do you first go to school because there's no point because you're any which way you're not going half the year in 11 12th hardly kids are going and then yeah. when you go you also then bunk and sit right outside why do you do that I mean go otherwise bunk somewhere else and go to, at least I will would- <laughs> So he said, but then yeah. like, what will I remember of my eleventh and twelfth standard if I have to do it? <laughs> yeah, you... it's it's that it's that cheap drill that you get. Yeah, like he said, how will I, if I don't get caught, then what's the point? Like, yeah. Come on. And then I used to tell his principal, I am not responsible for his bunking. Kindly do not call me. You can keep him yeah. with you. You can you know do gotcha. whatever you want, but like I'm not taking responsibility for this boss
1: and so, that's eventually what happened even with my mom I think the the fourth or the fifth time she got a call she was like you know what suspend her don't yeah, suspend her it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that's what I remember that's sweet actually we
0: remember that right I mean what happened yeah. I can also quote this example if it wouldn't have happened then
1: you know <laughs> there's nothing to talk about as well yeah I, I mean I still um I still tell her that I think I gave you a very exciting parenthood (laughs) compared to my sister because my sister was like this very sweet, quiet student. And I was the exact opposite, just back answering teachers. And it's not something I'm very proud of, but (laughs) I I was just that arrogant um, child.
0: (laughs) Right. So this is another question which keeps coming to me. And I want to ask you, is it any different being a female entrepreneur?
1: Um, honestly, Arjuna, I don't think I'm there yet to answer this question. it's It's too soon for me. Um, i I mean, it's it's been a year, um almost. we're gonna turn one in March. Okay. And everyone I've met through the journey have only tried to help me in whatever way they can. you know, um, and even before I started Purbashi, okay. um working in the garment export, uh, industry, it's 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 a male-dominated industry, and I think I was just, I just got very lucky with the kind of bosses I've had, um, you know, who who just gave me the freedom, yeah. to, to do uh, what I thought was right, and they were they were like, it's okay if you were going to make mistakes, we will we will deal with it when we get there, but but I I think, not everybody gets that free hand um and a lot of men in my life um you know at different stages in family um at work they've only been supportive so I don't know I don't know yet it's it's been good it's been great I think the battles the struggles um I I and like you know I come across they are my own struggles um I have to figure them out because i'm a first time founder but i don't i don't really have anyone to blame for that
0: <laughs> so what made you actually quit your corporate job and uh, do this you know what you're doing right now
1: you know sometimes people expect these clear answers that okay you know when you when you're quitting this really cushy job you know what you're doing and you have a very clear plan. And this is where I'm going to be one year from now, three years from now, I have it all figured out. <laughs> I have this bank balance that's going to support me for however long it can. Honestly, I didn't have any of this. Um, I, I was still in my you know struggling period because I did engineering and then I switched to garments. So it was me starting all over again. Hmm. And just when I started doing well, I remember I got my promotion letter and um, I called up my I called up my family and I said I got promoted and this is my increment and they were all very happy and I followed that up with, you know, I want to quit. Hmm. And they're like, what? Hmm. <laughs> Who says that? And, you know, you just started and you're getting a good pay night, right now. Hmm. You want to live in a different city. This is going to take care of your bills. I had all of that yeah. uh, to to think about but there was just something there was this inner voice you know sometimes they say that your gut feeling is so strong and you just cannot explain it Um, that was that for me I knew I had to do more and Mm. um, you know especially in these corporate setups you it's very layered you have you have different Mm. uh, different people telling you what to do Uh, people who've been in the company for years Mm-hmm. And you have to give them a turn before, before you get your your turn to do right. things. And and this um, and then the fact that I spent four years on engineering was already playing in my head, and I was like, I have no time to waste. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was always like, okay, I did this. Am I going to do more here? If I'm not, what next? Mm-hmm. So that was my thought process for four years of my career after I switched. So I just I just went with my gut, and I was like, you know what? It's okay if I fail. I I have the age and the energy to restart. I've done it once, so I know what it's like to restart again. Right. Um, yeah, but if you're if you're going to, you know, fear uh, if you're going to be scared of failures, then you're always go- you're always going to hesitate to take that step forward. And I didn't want to hesitate at at a very young age so i just went with my gut and you know when you when you know something so strong um in your head and something that's telling you that you, there is something more than this and then you take that leap without a clear plan everything just organically falls in place and um it did and I, I mean i'm i'm here all building furbish and even when i started furbish it's not like i knew what i was doing entirely I I had my doubts, I was questioning my decisions, I was like, how much do I know to even do this? Maybe I should work three years more, maybe I should, you know, be exposed to uh, more projects, uh, maybe I need to do more research, maybe I need to do a design course. But then there's always going to be a maybe, right? Um, there's, there's no end to learning. Um, you can... You can have like 20 years of experience and there's there's always something new out there to learn. So I think with that mindset, I just kind of jumped right in. And um, I'm learning every day, struggling every day, but also enjoying the process every single day.
0: You know, I just loved what you said because this is the conversation that I'm asked every now and then. And this is exactly what I tell them, I've gone into something, I didn't know what I was doing every day, like I was just telling you before, then it just, it's opening my path, like you said, that, you know, everything comes around once, you know, you're open to discover, and I think that's the second act platform about discovering something which you still haven't, doing something which has a bigger meaning, probably just finding another perspective, you know, to which changes yeah. your mindset. It could be just anything. As long as we are open to it, something magical yeah. will happen. And uh, yes, yeah. Uh I think um thanks for bringing that. In fact, and um I'm so <laughs> happy that there's somebody like me who speaks like this <laughs> because mostly when people come on the podcast, they are so seem so sorted, you know, that everything is yeah. so this and you yeah. have to have one focus and you just need to do that, and like. And I'm saying, no, but I'm doing multiple things and I want to try multiple things. And what I really would like to do, it will fall on its own because, you know, unless I try, then I'm so glad that you also took the chance and you also uh, took that leap of faith, I think. And a lot of people are not able to do that, but I admire the younger people for that as well to say, hey, you know what? So what if it doesn't work?
1: Something else will. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you always should keep an open mind because um, I think these are thoughts that kind of just creep up on you randomly. Uh, you're probably at a dinner having a drink with somebody and, you know, you strike a conversation and then something that that person said would would just give you an idea and that just kind of changes your life. But if you, if you, you know, walk into anything with with this i'm not saying tunnel vision is wrong but i'm just saying when when you just kind of like narrow down your options and say that this is the only thing i want to do i don't know you're losing out on other opportunities for sure
0: yeah so i'm so glad oh. of course thanks for sharing that thought so coming to of course you know what we spoke about discovering and finding a meaning and you know and i call it second act so to ha- ask you that very Sweet question of this podcast. What's your second act?
1: Uh, I think I just started my second act, Arshana, Um, Or I think it's my third. I don't know. <laughs> from being an engineer to garments. And, and now I'm doing home decor. Um, I just started my second act. And I'd really like to see where this goes. Um, I think, the the like I said, right? The bigger goal for me is not just cater to you know, property owners and helping them building their dream homes, but also um, catering to people living in rented apartments, um, to to the younger crowd um, who are relocating for jobs to help them build, um, to, to help them curate beautiful spaces, uh, beautiful homes that they can come back to after a long day and help them tell their stories through their spaces. So I think that's, is um uh the bigger part
0: of our goal.
1: Beautiful
0: in publishing. So thank you for
1: sharing that.
0: We have a quick rapid fire for you. And um, these are just some things that you know I love to ask because that brings in more, what should I say, more information about you without you knowing about it yourself. Sometimes, you know, these questions make us feel, oh, okay. Is okay. what okay really <laughs> like this is what I really do? So here goes. And this is just like randomly out of a book, which is my secret book to asking rapid fires. So whichever page opens, that's your luck. Um, oh so God. which year of your life has been most enjoyable?
1: Uh, I have to say the year. Uh, I would say 2012, 2013. Oh, and why? Uh, I think that was when... um. You were bunking the <laughs> that most. was my first. That wasn't bunking the most. Uh, I actually decided to uh, drop out of engineering, and I was like, "You know, I'm done with Delhi. I can't do this anymore." But I, I met someone really special, and uh, that kind of just changed the next two years of my life. Um, and it just flew. So yeah.
0: Okay. Um, what's the idea of a great evening out?
1: Um, for me it's with my girls. Um it's just a sleepover in in a house balcony with with a glass of wine and just chatting till like six in the morning.
0: So cool. So what's your idea of success?
1: Um tricky question. <laughs> it's definitely not um I don't know. I'm stuck. I' <laughs> really stuck because I'm still trying to figure that out. I know that it's not money right now um, um I mean we're we're getting clients, we're getting a lot of projects, but I'm constantly you know looking for what next and what more we can do so um i think I think i'll be able, I'll be able to answer this question two years from now, hopefully. <laughs>
0: I told you there must be some questions people throw up so say yeah but I never thought about that so <laughs> that's really going to keep me
1: thinking for, for days now
0: <laughs> great so train car or aeroplane
1: oh. sorry car car I love driving I love road trips okay um
0: when was the last time you treated yourself to something
1: I treat myself all the time. You know? <laughs> That's sweet. <laughs> yeah. I, I just think that, uh, you know, I don't I don't know if it's a good thing again, but uh, I don't save up much. Okay, I I've completed a project. I like to celebrate. A client is, you know, sending a beautiful testimonial. I like to celebrate. We close a deal. I like to celebrate. We're hiring. Uh, we, we just hired a new person. I like to celebrate. I think I just love celebrating the smallest moments of life and that is a treat in itself to me so so I think yeah that's a nice answer so what is that you
0: notice when you look into the mirror okay I think it's my nose (laughs) (laughs) yeah notice first (laughs) what is the first thing that you notice when you look in the mirror
1: (laughs) So is that is that your answer as well? Is that the first thing you notice when you look in the mirror? No, <laughs> it's not my nose, definitely. No, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's my nose because I think um, um, you know, since a kid, everyone's always told me that I have a big nose. And that's that's just stuck in my head now. So every day I wake up just hoping that it's gonna get smaller. <laughs> it's stupid, but yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And I always wish my nose was a bit longer. So we
1: are never happy. I know. <laughs> so all right. It's okay. I've, I've started to embrace um, the imperfections. So it's okay. That's lovely.
0: <laughs> so thanks really uh, for being with me. This was a quick one. I know that it's been a long day for you. So thanks. And I hope that you uh, make over many, many homes and lives and touch as many people as you can through your
1: creativity. Thank you so much. And um, Thank you, Rajna. Thank you so much for for you know, setting up this medium where people can share their stories. and you know, like you like you mentioned, if if there's anything that we say can impact um you know another person's decision, it's great.
0: Thanks. It's going to cut off so I'm but like a
1: little bit okay, great. all right. Bye- bye. <laughs>